0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Addition. I'm your host, Addie Adewusi. I'm a product manager at Microsoft, a mathematician, futurist, tech optimist, artist, and creator. And I'm here every day, Monday through Friday, bringing you the news, the hot topics in tech, an update on the markets, some career advice, and let you know what I'm geeked out about this week. So before we get into all of the news and updates today, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and click the thumbs up, hit that like button. If you're not already subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. If you're listening on the podcast player, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, go ahead and leave a five-star review and let people know what you think about the podcast. I really appreciate your support. If you want to follow me on social media, I'm on TikTok and Instagram at edition with Addy, Twitter at edition pod, and my personal Twitter is at Addy Adawusi. And you can also get all of these episodes directly into your email inbox, the YouTube link, as well as the podcast link, as well as my detailed show notes by subscribing to the Substack, which is edition Okay. I appreciate all the support. I appreciate you liking, sharing with your friends. Like I love this podcast so much and I just want as many people to benefit it, benefit from it as much as possible. Okay, so let's get into today's news. All right, so crypto pretty much I'm just looking at the markets right now and They're all red and pretty much all of the gains that we made are being reversed. So Bitcoin is down 6.89% over the past seven days, and is back below 30,000 at 29,884. Ethereum is down 10.49% in the past seven days, hovering around 1,780. Moving to the stock markets, the SP 500 is down 0.28% in the past five days, and the NASDAQ is down 0.08% in the past five days. The markets are definitely on a roller coaster right now, and they're trying to find a bottom. I don't know what's going on. It's really interesting to track these move- movements day to day, and let's see where we'll be at the end of this week. Okay, moving on to the hot topics in tech. So, first, This is from The Information. There's a briefing that the Winklevoss founded Gemini cuts 10% of staff as crypto slumps. So I have talked about Gemini before on the podcast. It's a Coinbase competitor founded by the Winklevoss twins, which were, in theory, the original creators of Facebook, and Mark Zuckerberg stole their idea. They did win in court, so... I don't have to say alleged, they did win, Um, but Gemini is cutting 10% of their staff. So I quote from the article, Gemini, the crypto business founded by the Winklevoss brothers is laying off 10% of its employees. The company operates a crypto exchange and offers crypto financial services and LinkedIn lists approximately a thousand employees who currently work there. The company said the onset of the latest crypto winter, a prolonged period of bearish crypto market conditions, as well as worsening macroeconomic trends were the root cause behind the cuts, end quote. So I'm actually surprised about this. So I'm actually Googling right now when Gemini was founded because they they have survived through several crypto winters, so i'm surprised so okay so gemini was founded in 2014 so they went through the 2017 crypto crash they went through the 2020 crypto crash what's different about this crypto crash so crypto is down i would say on average 50 percent on the year or year to date or within the last since their all-time highs, they're approximately down 50%, which is a similar situation as to as what happened in 2017, 2018, if not more. So I actually think the real reason why they need to lay off 10% of their employees is that they overhired in anticipation of crypto continuing to rise. And now they realize that crypto has pulled back. And now they have to go backwards and eliminate some of their positions that they created. So I would say this is bad management and forecasting as opposed to this really being the cause of the crypto. I don't believe that the crypto winner is the cause. I would say the overzealousness of the leadership is why they had to lay off 10% of their employees. Okay, so if you work at Gemini and you're part of the layoffs and you need a referral to Microsoft, feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to help. Okay, moving on. So PayPal, this is from TechCrunch. PayPal is finally allowing users to move their cryptocurrency to other wallets. So I quote from the article, In response to customer demand, PayPal announced today that its users will now be able to transfer cryptocurrency from their accounts to other wallets and exchanges. This feature was demanded from our users since we began offering the purchase of crypto on our platform, says Jose Fernandez de Pont, SVP and general manager of blockchain crypto and digital currencies at PayPal. The new functionality will allow PayCal PayPal customers to transfer supported coins into PayPal, move crypto from its app to external crypto addresses, including exchanges and hardware wallets, and send crypto to other PayPal users in seconds." End quote. So this is great. So PayPal is now joining Robinhood and Coinbase and allowing their users to move their crypto to other wallets and i talked about this in the when i kind of went in on coinbase basically we want to own our we want to hold our crypto people who own crypto in exchanges who have seen hacks who understand the security or the lack thereof with the exchanges how they can be targeted with phishing emails and things like that They'd actually prefer to hold their crypto on cold storage and PayPal is enabling this. So it's I'm curious to see the business model of crypto exchanges because as consumers get more savvy or investors, whatever you want to call it, crypto speculators, as they become more savvy, they realize they just want to use the exchanges to buy their crypto and then immediately move their crypto to their hardware wallet or whatever decentralized wallet that they're using that they feel more safe and secure in. So it's a good thing that they have, they've enabled this feature, but they may be surprised that it will lead to a reduction of crypto being held in PayPal, which may or may not have adverse effects on their crypto business model. So moving on. So I try to stay away from politics on the show, but I have to talk about what happened with the EU. So this is from The Verge. USBC will be mandatory for phones sold in the EU by autumn 2024. So I quote from the article, European Union lawmakers have reached an agreement on legislation that will force all future smartphones sold in the EU including Apple's iPhone, to be equipped with the universal USB-C port for wired charging by fall 2024. The rule will also apply to other electronic devices, including tablets, digital cameras, headphones, handheld game consoles, and e-readers. Laptops will have to comply with the rule at a later date. The legislation has been under development for more than a decade, but an agreement on its scope was reached this morning following negotiations between different EU bodies. The introduction of a common charger is an attempt by the EU to cut down on e waste and make life easier for consumers. Lawmakers hope that in the future, phones and similar gadgets won't need to come with a charger in the box, as buyers will already have the appropriate accessories at home. The EU estimates that the legislation could save consumers 250 million euros per year on unnecessary charger purchases and cut down on around 11,000 tons of e-waste annually. The agreement will have the biggest impact on Apple, which is the only major smartphone manufacturer to still use a proprietary port instead of a USB-C. In 2021, Apple sold 241 million iPhones globally, of which about 56 million were sold in Europe, end quote. Okay, so my take on this is that I understand that they want to reduce e-waste, but one, this seems strangely targeted at Apple, and two, I see this limiting innovation. So Apple did innovate by creating their own Charger port, and I believe they did this for a reason. I'm sure if they were satisfied with the existing charger options, the USB C, Thunderbolt, etc., they would have used them. But they innovated and found something called Lightning Technology, and that's what most iPhones are using for their charging port. So now we have a situation where one nation or group of nations is dictating everyone else's access to technology, which makes me feel a little uncomfortable. And it also makes me feel like, aren't there more important things for the European union to be legislating on besides like cell phone ports it just seems a little random to me and they have been discussing this for in the article it says almost a decade or over a decade so i guess this is a big priority for them and who knows maybe it will have a huge impact on the environment and reduce carbon emissions but i i don't think it will i think e-waste is an important thing to address but i think this is overreaching a little bit Let me know if you disagree. Let me know in the comments. Okay, moving on. So Peloton hires a new CFO from Amazon Web Services. So this is from The Information. I quote, Peloton announced in a filing that Elizabeth Coddington, who has spent the last six plus years as an Amazon Web Services finance executive, will be taking over as a chief financial officer next week for Jill Woodworth, who has held that role since 2018. The CFO switch comes four months after Peloton replaced its founder and CEO, John Foley, with Barry McCarthy, former CFO at Netflix and Spotify. Peloton's business has been hit hard by the post-pandemic return to work, and the company has been cutting costs across the board, including laying off 2,800 staff in February, end quote. So I share the story because one, Peloton has been a stock to watch over the past six to 12 months. They benefited from the pandemic buying surge. The combination of access to buy now, pay later, plus stimulus checks, plus staying at home was kind of the perfect storm for Peloton to thrive. And then recently the stock dropped significantly. A lot of people lost a lot of money they switched up their CEO and now they're getting a new chief financial officer who is a woman. And it looks like the former chief financial officer was a woman as well. So seeing that Sheryl Sandberg has stepped down from Facebook, I am keeping a close eye on C-level, women executives in tech to make sure that we're moving forwards and not going backwards. So I look forward to seeing what Elizabeth is able to do, and I wish her the best of luck in her new role. Okay, last story, TikTok. This is in TikTok News from TechCrunch. TikTok's new bitmoji-like avatars feature lets you record videos as an animated version of yourself. TikTok, I quote from the article, TikTok announced today that it's launching a new avatars feature that is designed to help users showcase their individuality on the app. The launch makes TikTok the latest social media app to add an avatar feature as it now joins the likes of Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, and more. You can access the new avatar feature by opening the TikTok camera and navigating to the effects section in the app and clicking on TikTok avatars. From there, you'll see a panel with template avatars. You can try out the template avatars or click new to create your own customized avatar. You can create your avatar by selecting from an array of hairstyles, accessories, piercings, and makeup. TikTok says it built the avatar feature to be inclusive from outfits to skin tones and hair color down to texture. End quote. So I'm taking a look at these avatars. As some of you may know, I am a TikToker and I create content daily for TikTok. Would I use this? Well, I think it does help in a way. Sometimes you don't want to put makeup on. Maybe your hair is not done and you can just have this cartoon avatar appearance. My thing is is that it looks like a cartoon. So depending on what your audience is, it may not make sense to use this cartoon avatar. It may not, you know, people may not take your content seriously, but TikTok is more about fun content. So I think it it will allow more people, people who may be a little camera shy to use TikTok. I guess that's the point. Uh, video is intimidating for a lot of people. It was a learning curve for me to get comfortable seeing my face live on camera on a daily basis. And there are also maybe some creative ideas that people think of that they can do with their avatar besides with themselves. So I'm look. I will let you know if I see people using this on TikTok. Okay, so career segment, since we're over time i'm going to be pretty quick so i just want to let you guys know how much power is in job descriptions and how you can use them to help your career so one if you know what your dream job is but don't know how to get there you can look at the job descriptions for that dream job to understand what skills and you know expectations employers need and expect for someone in these types of roles, and all of that is laid out plainly in the job description. Two, you can also tailor your resume to a job description to increase your likelihood that you're going to get called back from the job. When you submit a resume through the Applicant Tracking System or ATS, a lot of times they are looking for keywords. and. Those keywords are likely going to be in the job description so i am that person that tailors my resume to every single position that i'm hiring that i'm applying for and whenever i don't do it i typically don't hear back so i know people say you don't need a custom resume for every position i personally believe you do i think if it's a job that you really want it's worth tailoring your resume specifically to address everything that is asked for in the job description Last thing, depending on the state that you live in, if you want to see salary exp- or um, what the salary is for the position, if you look at the Colorado job description, you will see the salary there because it's required by law. And you can use a cost of living adjustment calculator to see how much higher, or how much lower your salary would be based on what they share in Chicago. so or. Did I say Colorado, not Chicago? So, yeah, use job descriptions as a tool and let them help you achieve your career goals. Okay, so what am I geeked out about this week? I'm geeked out about outsourcing and delegating. So, there comes a time where you realize, well, yes, it is great that I can do all these things, but I don't have time to do all of these things and or i would rather spend my time doing something else so something that i have done recently is outsourced well not relatively recently but i would say since the pandemic i've outsourced my food i've started using a product that they just deliver meals every week It's called Freshly. I will include my Freshly referral link in the show notes if it's something that you're interested in. And I have a love-hate relationship with it because sometimes I get bored of the meals, but you can always change the meals. But I know exactly what how many calories they are. They only need three minutes to heat up. They um, are delivered the same day every week pretty consistently. And it really, and I never have to wash a pot and I never have to cook for myself, so it's awesome. I also have someone who comes and cleans my one bedroom apartment once a month, and it's only, with tip, $68. So it sounds extravagant, but $68 a month to have someone clean my apartment inch, like every inch of my apartment, it's amazing. So depending on where you are at your career, think about what can you outsource and what can you delegate what and focus on the things only you truly can do. And for me, that's what allows me to, you know, have a podcast and work a full time job and have a pretty strong social life because I'm not doing every little thing in my life. All right. Well, I hope you have a great day. I will speak to you tomorrow. Take care.